Blog Talk Radio. Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good afternoon, America. I just want to say, hope you're having a great off day. You know, when I I was at the theater, I always see that um, commercial with the camel walking through there, talking about mark, 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 you know, talking about hump day. So happy hump day, America. I want to send um, a strong message out today, and that is you deserve to be loved, and you can be, and it doesn't take all that. As a matter of fact, uh, I was just chatting vicariously via Facebook with a dear friend of mine, Mallory uh, Bailey Massey, and it's so funny. She's on the Housewives of Atlanta. She's Cynthia Bailey's sister, and she got all of this mail because she made the comment that her husband and uh, likes to get close to her two or three times a day, you know. What is wrong with that? I really want to ask people what is wrong with someone having a great sex life because, to be quite honest, if some of you guys would give it up sometime, you'd probably be a lot happier and wouldn't be walking around looking like a bear that someone just woke up out of a cave. In other words, if you want love, you've got to give some love. And that doesn't always mean that you have to have your drawers on the floor and laying in the bed with your clothes off, but that does mean that you can reach out and touch people in so many wonderful ways because love is a comprehensive state of being. Uh, Another thing that I want to throw out there real quick, and I'm going to mention it again, if you are in the Houston market or if you are not, I will be on Great Day Houston tomorrow with my dear, dear, dear friend, Deborah Duncan. And we're going to be talking about renewing relationships or dropping the baggage before getting into a new one, which is what we're going to talk about today. You know, love is such a wonderful thing when it's going right. When it's not going right, boy, does it ever suck. I get more questions on a frequent basis with people asking me things like, Doc, you know, how do I find real love? I'm sick of meeting these scrubs and these losers. Why is it that I cannot find a good single man. And I'm going to tell you, ladies, it's not hard. Hell, I'm a single man and I'm a good one. So it's, but the truth is, are you finding a man that is looking for what you bring to the table? And guys, you know, there are a lot of beautiful single women out here. I mean, I meet them daily. They have their stuff together. They're doctors, they're lawyers, they're entrepreneurs. But why would that woman want you when you don't know what you want. 
And I don't mean that you don't know what you want physically because, you know, men, we're attracted to body parts. So, ladies, uh, you don't have to be Princess Perfect to get a dude. Being honest, we basically like body parts. We like boobs and we like butts, and it's some weird guys like sucking on folks' feet, but we'll talk about those folks in another program. Truth is, men love body parts. We love women. And, guys, women are looking for you. They are not sitting back being passive, but in order to get the right person in your life, there is a secret, and that secret is you must become that which you seek. Simple as that. There, it is next to impossible to meet someone. Well, let me take that back. No, that's not impossible. You can meet people all day. What gets to be challenging is positioning yourself to encounter the right person and going beyond that encounter, having a permeability and a level of ambience about yourself that causes the type of individual that you're looking for to be attracted to you. What we're going to talk about today is how to do just that. So, as usual, um, I, the reason I'm doing these shows uh, solo, again, isn't because we don't have a plethora of celebrity guests to bring on, but I've talked to my producer and a bunch of you guys. I've talked to fans all around the world. I've talked to people in Barbados and talked to people in the Caribbean and the Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico and Canada, and all you guys over the last four weeks are actually, it's freaking me out. You know, I have all these celebrities on the show, and we get really good, cool ratings, but our top-rated programs, uh, based on your demographics, are when I'm talking about things that help you directly. So I'm going to make you a deal. Over the next six weeks, uh, we may have a few celebrity guests enter dispersed in that time period, but I'm going to do a series of programs. And these programs are going to have to do with everything that really matters to you. The first thing that we're going to talk about is doing a program that says to you, this is what you need to do, A, B, C. This is how you need to do it, where you need to do it, why you need to do it, what you need to do, and when. So that way you can, uh, in an hour out of your day, have the ammunition you need to permanently make a lasting change to your life. And today, that change is going to be in the area of finding a mate. Uh, there's going to be a lot of information. I need you to definitely uh, get your pen and paper out, get ready to make sure that as we talk about this stuff, you write it down, and if you miss it, the program is archived, so don't sweat it you can always write us back, and we'll be more than glad to uh, share with you anything that you missed live on the air. So with that, start, with that part of it stated, let's get started. How do I position myself to find real love? I want to liken that to going fishing. Know before you know anything about anyone else, have you really assessed who you are? 
have you taken an inventory to see what it is that you have that in your life that, A, you need to get rid of? Because the first thing that I tell people when they come to one of my lectures or when I'm presenting in front of these women's groups or these faith-based organizations is, all the stuff you got right, we don't really need to deal with that. You know, all that's good. We just need to polish that up. But let's deal with your trash. Let's deal with your baggage. So number one on your list is what is it that is going on with me that I know for a fact I need to deal with, okay? First thing is what what issues do I have? You know, what what are the things that are making me, lose out do uh to myself not even to some else i i had someone recently that um this is so funny i'm working with a client and this the this person says to me well you know i i i want this love i want this relationship and i'm like baby girl you need you don't need to be in a relationship with anyone right now. Well, yes, I do. No, you don't. And, and some of you are going, Doctor Young, man, that's kind of cold, ain't it? Well, let me tell you this: when you got a dog, and you come on, the dog should run to greet you, right? So when your damn dog runs under the bed when you come in the door, that tells you right there you got some stuff going on with you. This this particular individual is so wanting to be in a relationship, wanting to find love. She, you know, the girl is throwing herself at, you know, trying to go back and get a guy back that that relationship wasn't appropriate. But, you know, that that's familiar. So what do we all do? We return to the familiar. So I'm telling her, boo, look, you got in a relationship with a man because you wanted him to complete you, which is stupid relationships do not complete you. They complement you. You don't jump into um, even intimate relationships because of validation. I mean, you can get a nut with anybody, so that's not hard to do. If you have functional genitalia or you can pop a pill or, you you know, whatever, there's going to be a physiological response long as you are around somebody that has a pleasing presentation, you know, so that that sex thing isn't going to get you there. Then the other thing is you have to grow your behind up. You know, I was listening to one of my mentors, T.D. Jakes, made this comment. Um, Dude, and, and it was a hell of a good comment. He said, you know, you people, are you need to learn how to manage your money. You need to learn how to manage your time. And then dude blew it out the water when he said, and you need to manage your sex life. And that is so true because what you're not managing is this very significant component of self that causes you to have surface validations that may or may not even be real. Now, I'm going to tell you this. When you focus on the best, part of other people without having first dealt with the worst part of yourself, that's a recipe for disaster. Why do I say that? Real simple. The more that you bring someone else into your existing mayhem, into this uh, three-ring circus that you're referring to as your life, 
you are only taking what probably could and should have been a wonderful situation, and you are just sabotaging yourself, needlessly so, because you are not ready. Question is, Dr. B, how do I know if I'm ready or not? Glad you asked. Here's the first sign. The first sign that you're not ready is when you don't have privacy, meaning if you cannot say to someone, you know, I have a sanctuary, let's go get in it. Now, that sanctuary may not be anything but your office. It may be you're in transition, so you're in temporary housing, but if you've got to bring somebody to your homegirl or your homeboy's crib, you're not ready for a relationship because you need to be on your own. You can't, you can't bring folks to your mama's house, you know, not unless your mama is really, really strange. And then that means you probably are in some functionally codependent relationship. Now, let me draw some lines real quick. If you're taking care of a parent that's disabled or, you know, someone that needs you to assist them so they are quality of life, this does not count. I'm not talking about you. What I'm talking about is that grown-ass man that is sleeping in the same bed he peed in or in the same room that he played with G.I. Joe in, come on, bro, you are still living the life of a little boy, so why do you want to bring a grown woman to a little boy party? You can't do that. It's not going to work, homie. And if you have to always keep finding yourself at this chick's crib and you can't go and create an environment where there's privacy, and, and let me give you some caveats here because life does happen. You know, I remember uh, looking at a movie, and there was a line in the movie where this chick is talking to this guy and she's wondering, well, you know, I mean, dude used to be, which a lot of us are in trans transition right now. Dude had it together. He was, uh, you know, had a professional uh, career and making good money. And now his car, you know, didn't have a car, uh, got laid off. And that's another thing I'm going to caution you about two people. Don't throw people away. And don't discard folks just because they're in transition. We'll talk about that in a minute. But the the thing is, this woman asked this man, she says, well, you know, what happened? And he said, life happened. So life can be happening to you, but this is some signs of the difference between you're in transformation and your ass just is not ready yet, okay? Here we go. If you are... 30 days to 90 days of moving into your own place, that's pretty cool. Start dating. Go out with somebody. If you are financially able to say to someone, let's get away for the weekend, and you can afford to pay for it without their help, and, again, you are going to be moving out in 30 to 90 days, you're cool. You're cool. You're just in transformation. But, if you know 90 days from now, you are going to still be staying with your cousin, auntie, mama, sister, uh, whoever, you are not ready. You're not even an adult yet. You're not taking care of yourself because in the 2014, it takes two people to make it, baby. 
And if you cannot afford to live on your own, you do not need to be a dependent moving in with someone else. And, and I'm going to say that's for men and for women. But it's especially true. Well, I'm not even going to say it's especially true for men because, I, you know, then I'll be getting letters from brothers. But being really honest, you need to have someone that can pull their own weight. In other words, a Dr. D phrase is, baby, if I cannot bring you up, you will not bring me down. Okay? That's just first sign. Second sign. Let's say, for instance, you are living in the Taj Mahal. You live in a gated community. You have a doorman. You have a valet that parks your car. But that's a big but, right? Big but. You are still dealing with two or three other folks, or you got somebody that you're recycling in and out of your life, and you are saying you're single. You're not single. Your ass is crazy. You're not single. How can you be in a relationship with someone else when you haven't jettisoned, shut down, closed the door on a situation that you know is not working? You know it's not working. I mean, if you keep finding yourself in a situation with a person where you on a every 90 days y'all are breaking up every 90 days you're giving them an ultimatum every 90 days you find yourself angry to the point that you don't even talk to this person for two or three days or a week you have dependent personality disorder and what that means is you are dependent on just having someone in your life because you haven't matured enough psychologically and emotionally to be by yourself. And another Dr. D phrase, if you don't want to be alone with you, why in the hell do I want to be alone with you? Does that make any sense whatsoever that I should take myself into your mess? Let people go. Again, I had um, a, a male client of mine that had a person that he was dating. This woman was so dysfunctional. She wanted to do everything from uh, have this to not spend the time that he needs to spend with his children. Dude is a great guy, great dad. So fellas and women, I'm not going to get on genders here, but I'm going to tell you, when you got somebody that cannot uh, respect the fact that you have kids or a kid or a, a, an adult parent, you know, a parent or a sibling that needs you to be a significant part of their care or, or uh, of their upbringing or sustaining them, and I'm not talking about your sorry-ass brother and sister that is just, you know, smoking and you keep acting as an enabler because it makes you feel good about yourself. I'm talking about valid situations like let's say you are divorced and there's a custody agreement where you have to spend time with your son or your daughter every couple of weeks and someone wants to monopolize your time and say, you know, well, you need to be with me. You need to leave that dysfunctional miscreant alone. That is not the person for you. So look at situations where people cannot accept 
the fact that you had a pre-existing life that you are trying to make work, meaning that especially when children are involved, you can't abandon being dad or abandon being mom because you got this dependent personality chick or this guy that's so uh, you know insecure that they need to have you around. That's that's the other thing. Now here's another example. Another sign you are not ready for a relationship is when you have issues of being stable economically, being stable emotionally, being stable mentally. Now, here's what that means. Let's say, for instance, you have not learned to control your freaking temper. Here's some signs, simple signs. If when you get in your car, you're cursing out people because they change lanes, that's a sign that you've got some maturing to do. If someone can talk to you and bring up a subject, I'm, and I'm not even saying a person's name, just a subject, and you find yourself ready to argue about it and get upset about it, or, you know, someone can and just say something to you like, you know, do you really have to be so aggressive or do you, uh, it, you know, why is it that you don't like uh, the color blue? Well, blue, God damn it, I don't like blue. Well, okay, wait a minute. That's a sign. You've got some emotional baggage. You've got some temper issues. You You need to check that. Another sign that you are not ready to get into a relationship is if you are a holic of any sort, alcoholic, churchaholic, workaholic. If you start your day or at 4 o'clock, you are like Pavlov's dog when it's time to leave work. The first thing you're running is to the neighborhood bar to have a drink. You are not ready to be in a relationship with someone. If you are uh, having to uh, masturbate every morning before you go to work or when you get home, if you need to, you know, roll you up a joint every day, you are not ready to get in a relationship. You know, there are people that I call functional fools, and when you are a functional fool, all you're going to do is end up having a serious argument, a confrontation. You're going to have, um, you're going to piss someone off. Let me just call it what it is, because people are not going to be feeling you having to go be sitting you up at the bar being a bar lizard or a bar bomb every day. You know, nobody wants someone that every time you look up, you're outside wheezing, coughing because you're smoking a joint, smoking a cigarette, smoking a primo. You always got to have a drink. This is your lifestyle day in and day out. No, you're not ready. And then this last thing, if your damn family is always calling you or at your house, boo, you really aren't ready. If every day you have to have your homeboy your homegirl, you know, they just dropping in like you're doing an episode of Friends. First, Friends was a TV show. That is not real. And if that's your reality, that you have to be validated day in, day out by your sorority sisters, your fraternity brothers, you know, your homeboy, your homegirl, your family, uh, or a particular friend, that's not going to fly because relationships require permeability and flexibility, and it's not going to work. So if any of this stuff I just mentioned, boo, 
it ain't your moment. It is just simply not your moment to get in a relationship. Now, let's talk about, before I go further, let's talk about when it is your moment. First, you will know when you are in the right place at the right time. Now, big question. Dr. D, what the heck is the right place? Here's the right place. It's not a physical place. It's a psychological place where you have all of this junk I just mentioned, and if you missed it, just check out the archive. You can go back and listen to it over and over. If those things have been jettisoned from your life, if you put up the wall and there's no going back, the the first sign that it's the right place is that emotionally and mentally, when you start tripping, you know that you're tripping, and you can say, like, this weekend I had one of those days. Man, I swear, I had a day on Saturday where the sky wasn't blue enough, the skies weren't dark enough. I mean, you know, we all have those days. And I learned, I was like, okay, when I'm having a day like that, let me go to the ocean, which is my thing. I like to go and look at the water and look at the stars. Or, you know, let me just cut everything off and meditate. If you're there, where when you have psychological, um, when you've been sequestered emotionally, when you are mentally incarcerated for a moment and you realize it and you can say, let me chill out, that's the first sign you're ready to accommodate someone else because that means that you are owning your feelings. You are owning them. You are not making excuses for where you are. The next sign that you're in the right place is When you, with kindness, with love and maturity, can stand up for yourself, what that means is that you have the ability to say to someone else, you know what, I appreciate your opinion, but this is my preference. You know, I like walking around the house naked. This is what I do if, you know, so if it doesn't turn you on, you might not want to come through my door. I I am a vegetarian. I'm a vegan. You know, this is what I eat if, if eating meat. And, and then while you're saying that, you can still respect the fact that someone else can be different than you. That is a beautiful thing, okay? It's a beautiful thing. Next sign that you're in the right place is when you live your life with a sense of appreciation, realizing the world does not owe you anything. You know, I I see a lot of women. I I was uh, speaking to a group of about 500 women once, and I had this lady walk up to me afterwards, and she said, well, I just can't find a man that, you know, has what I need. And I was like, okay. Um, First, the key word that told me right then one flew over the cuckoo's nest with this particular person was have what I need. First, you don't need anything from anyone but God, and you need yourself. But there's not anything that someone else has that you need. And so I asked this lady, I said, well, tell me this, dear. What do you feel that you need a man to have to make you happy? Did you hear I said that? that you need from someone else to make you happy. Well, he needs to drive a Mercedes. He needs to make six figures a year. He needs to have a 750 or higher credit score. 
And right at that point in time, I wanted to ask, well, are you a loan officer or are you a human being looking for a relationship? Because if you're looking for a relationship and you have set criteria up like you are a banker or you're admitting someone to join a fraternal or a sororital order or you are trying to admit someone to live in your neighborhood and you're part of the homeowners association, that's different. But if you're a human being, um, you have to understand you ain't all that so suchy much yourself. I don't care how big your muscles are. I don't care how big your bank account is, girlfriend. I don't care how fine you are, how long your hair is, if that's even your hair. All of that is irrelevant because the truth be told, you have to understand that other people are not put on this earth to please you. You are put on this earth to make a difference in the lives of other people. Now, the next thing where I said when you're in the right place, I also said something about the right time. You know, timing is everything. And when uh, it's the right time, I'm going to tell you how you know it. The right time automatically tells you that other things are in season and are in order. Now, here's what I mean by that. I mentioned at the beginning of the show that there were sets of circumstances ranging from you live with your mama and uh, people stay coming to your crib, you running out needing to get a drink right after work, you still got that box of wine and that cheap medicinal marijuana and all. Okay, you already know that ain't happening in your life. But when it is the right time in your life, it means that you have time. It means that you have the common sense to know that I can make you my priority today that if someone calls you up and they're telling you, you know what, I have a bad day, I have a really jacked up day going, that maybe you can't drop what you're doing. Most professional people can't, you know, you can't. But you can say, well, I understand you're having a bad day today, so I got an idea. This weekend, we're going to get out of here, or this evening, I'm going to wrap things up a bit early, and I want to take you to dinner. You can come over and we can cover that's a big sign is the right time. Another sign is that you have finally grown your behind up. You are able to not take for granted that, let's say it's your birthday and somebody says, I want to do something special for you. It's the right time when you have the, enough maturity about yourself to not have five or six people doing something special for you, but that one person that you can really stop and just breathe and say, man, you know, that's really cool that you stopped and picked me up a pair of socks or whatever, just that someone that you are able to be present in the moment. That's a big sign that it's the right time. Another sign that it's the right time is that you have achieved or are in the process of achieving your goals. And I'm going to tell you why that's really important. How can you be supportive of someone else achieving their goals if you aren't achieving goals yourself? All that you're going to do 
if you jump into a relationship without those things being um, available, is you're going to resent someone. You are going to either be pissed off or they're going to be pissed off at you because good relationships happen when people are able to feel growth. The one thing that is consistent in this universe is change. You must be a catalyst for evolution and change first in your own life and able to support that in the life of someone else, right? Now, going a little bit deeper, there is no subject of greater significance to any of us than relationships. So I want you to think about this. Without other people, could you really be you? Of course, you can't. You cannot be who you are with other people. Where a lot of us get this twisted is we don't understand that it is not our job to make everyone else happy, nor is it your job to criticize how other people need to be living their lives. Going back again, I have had people in my office that they have so much to say about what everyone else needs to be doing in the minute that you don't agree with them and tell them, well, you know what, that's all good, but what about you? You know, what, what, are, what, you know, what are you doing? Yeah, I, I mean, I've had women that come to me and they have boys and they'll be like, well, my son is acting a fool. Well, what has he seen from you? And I'm not knocking single moms, so put the pen. Don't even start typing nothing to me. I, I want you to hear this because I'm going to nail men too, so, you know, I'm going to piss everyone off with this one. But when it's time for your daughter to learn how to be a lady, and let's say you're a dad that's the custodial parent, and this girl is acting like a little witch. I said witch with a W. I didn't say be a little witch at school. Maybe it's time for her to spend time with her mom or her godmother. That's why you get godparents. It ain't because Shanae is your homegirl. You need to be thinking, when I can't control this kid, who would I trust that could help me in parenting this child? So that's what godparents are for. And you say, okay, you're going to go be with your godmother. And you have to realize that, whether it is your out-of-control child, your out-of-control sister, your out-of-control parent, your out-of-control friend, of the significance of the relationships in your life is some of them you have to be willing to let go of. Now, you're saying, what the hell does that have to do with me finding the love of my life? A whole lot. You cannot have dysfunctional people be they your relatives or your friends, your children or your parents or your siblings, blocking your life. Because I'm going to tell you what parasitical people do. They will suck the life out of you, and you will have dedicated and thrown away years of your life that you will not get back trying to help a fool that does not want to be helped. The other thing is that all of these relationships, good and bad, uh, the others with whom you share this planet are of tremendous value to you, even when they want different things, even when you want different things. So a lot of the relationships that are around you are there for contrast. They are there to help 
almost like an abrasive element, like sandpaper to wood, for you to realize when certain seasons in your life are over. Everyone that's in your life is in your life for a season, for a reason, or for a lesson. Part of you having healthy, nurturing, lasting, meaningful, love, transparent, authentic, worthwhile, fruit-bearing relationships in your life has to do with knowing when. You know, I found myself the other day um, thinking, I, I have a significant thing happening with someone that's, you know, fairly close to me. And I had to stop and think, am I getting ready to do something with and for this individual because I have a feeling about that person, but it's one-sided. They don't feel that way about me. So why should I go out my way? And and then it, it clicked, man. I mean, it was like a light bulb went off, and it was a sign that I was growing up. It was a sign that I had enough sense to say to myself, why do I need to go do all of this for you when if the shoe's on the other foot, you know damn well that that person would not do that for you. See, examine your relationships. Ask yourself, am I doing all the giving and I'm not doing any getting? Ask yourself, Am I giving for the right reasons? Because if you have to give someone something and then brood over it later, labor over it, wonder if you did the right thing or not, wonder if reciprocity is present, wonder if, uh, if it's an altruistic gesture, man, that's a sign you're growing up. Contrast is a very good thing with people. So even though... This earth that we live on is a large enough environment to accommodate all the variety of interests and beliefs and desires that we have. These differences are of great advantage in helping you to understand you, as well as for you to consider new thoughts and new ideas because this contrast is very important for your personal expansion. There's a time when you realize that even in a marriage, you know, it lasts couple of years that have gone by, you planned a big party for your spouse, but they didn't plan anything for you. Or let's say they did plan a party, but they treated you like shit, you know, before the party, during the party, after the party. And while everybody was around, they were smiling, and then when everybody was gone, they wasn't even speaking to you. Or another issue is, let's say here you are again, you're thinking, I, I'm, I'm in love. But it's, I'm the only one that is in love. Then what? Again, that's contrast. It's good for you. Relationships, will all relationships come to an end? Every last one of them. I don't care where you are or who you are. Your relationship will come to an end. It's either going to come to an end because one of you dies. It's going to come to an end because you've just outgrown each other. Okay? Accept that. Now, I'm not being fatalistic and saying, you know what, all relationships tank out. I didn't say that. What I said is all of them come to an end. And when your relationship gets to a place where you look more forward to leaving home than you do coming home, that's a huge sign 
that something is wrong. Now, I'm not saying that's the time to run and get a divorce. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is if the other person is not as committed to fixing it as you are, you might want to start thinking, okay, maybe this season has come to an end. Maybe, you know, what me and Judy or me and John were meant to teach each other, but we've learned this lesson. The kids are grown, you know, it's time to move on. Because that does happen, and, again, you're making four people miserable when you don't. The person that you're with and the two people that God has waiting for you to meet. Now, I want you to think about this. I teach, and when I'm teaching laws of attraction and metaphysics, that each of us came to this planet anticipating the expansion that we would be born to. And that expansion was to come in, interact with others, this into consideration. As you grow, you will understand the value of differing opinions is good for you. You will immediately reap value from every relationship in your life. There is not one relationship that is in your life right now that is not valuable to you. And and that's another uh, sign of right place, right time. Because all your relationships are teaching you something And people, as I like to use this term, are nothing but a walking reflection of who you have become. That's all people are. So if someone is getting on your last nerve, why do they get on your nerve? Is it because you just don't have patience? Or is it because you are so scared to move forward into where you need to be that you have become attached to where you are? And the way that the universe is speaking to you, ma'am, the way the universe is speaking to you, sir, is that these people that you are surrounded by or this person or this situation or this group is somewhere in your life that has long been over. Check this out. Since you cannot make others change to please you, appreciating others and where they are will give you ease. Check it. I'm going to say it again. Since you cannot make others change to please you, perhaps this is a season of growth for you where you learn to appreciate where other people are. You know, the other day, I made a stop. I, I, um, I don't drink. I never have been a big drinker. When I did do my thing, I was, you know, a damn hippie. So <laughs> you could imagine filling the blanks. I went to a spot that I used to frequent. So when I go in there, I see the same people doing the same crap. You know, the guys are standing around leaning over this bar looking like cattle over a trough. Some, a couple of them dudes actually did look like cows, but anyway. And I'm looking at these women. Some of these women, they got on, you know, the fashion forward or got on the uniform from work and they're sitting there and I'm watching this, this sideshow. And I'm like, God dang, man, you know, this chick just had her third vodka tonic, which, by the way, if that's you, your ass is an alcoholic, but we'll talk about that later. Um, I'm looking at these dudes talking about these women and who they knocked off. So, ladies, when you're at a bar or at the club and the guys, walk, you walk up to a guy, a group of men especially, 
and they go, hey, how you doing, and give you that little fake hug, let me tell you what's really going down, sisters, and really hear this, and this is 90% of the time, and I don't care if the dude is 29, if he's 19 or 49, I swear to God I'm not playing you on this one. The minute you walk away, those brothers start talking about how your booty look. If, if you let one of them hit it or you went bobbing for apples with one of them, I guarantee you they talk in your business, okay? And if you don't care and you still stupid enough to be going to the bar and the club two or three times a week or a month, and I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with going out or, you know, now I'm an old school G and you thinking, okay, dude, you just old school. No, look, fool, I'm telling you, that's how it goes down. And, fellas, if you have to lead with your business card, if you find yourself looking at your bank statement, and you've spent $200 or more at a, going out buying drinks, and I don't care if you're in New York City, South Beach, if you're in the Caribbean or in Hawaii, you have lost your damn mind because you will never get an authentic woman or relationship out of a place that is inauthentic to begin with, all right? Again, since you cannot make others change to please you, appreciating where they are will give you ease. And, I've, and what I'm saying by that is a simple statement. Let people be who they are, man. Just because you've had an epiphany and you've had your wake-up call does not mean they have. Let it ride. Another thing is stop trying to make folks like you. I don't care what you do. Let me tell you what a, what a woman will do and what a man will do. Brother, you go and buy a woman's shoes, buy her clothes, and take her to dinner. If that chick ain't feeling with you and she ain't feeling you, she's going to take the clothes, she's going to take the dinner, she's going to not give you none, and I mean none of you-know-what and none of her time and none of her feelings and none of her emotion, but she will take and ride your credit card as long as it keeps getting approval codes, smile in your face, and while you're validating your ego, you just got played. You just, and, the, and the sad part is, you know, and, and I've heard women tell dudes this, I didn't ask you to do that, so who played you, man? You played yourself. Ladies, yes, your turn. When you are running around, uh, you know, cheerleading this brother, talking about how cool he is, how fly he is, and, you know, you're doing something strange and he ain't giving you no change, and you cooking dinner and you running behind him like, you know, a, a lost wet puppy and all this kind of stuff and you found your owner. That is, you're playing yourself. When people appreciate you, they're not going to just sit there and set their plate on down where they just got through eating and not take it in the kitchen. They're not going to just sit there and let you keep giving them stuff and they don't never give you anything. They're not going to always, you're the one that's always calling. They don't, they don't call you, you're the one that's calling. You know, they, they tell you compliments and thank you. I'll give you an example. If you're dealing with an introvert, an introverted personality isn't big on talking to start with. They don't really like a lot of talk. But if they appreciate and care about you, they will tell you thank you and I love you, and they will text you if not call you. So, you know, the way that they deal with communicating, be it introversion or extroversion, it will still be a sign that they're digging you. Uh, another thing is, when you find yourself with someone that loves to argue, every time you look up, they're arguing. 
man again. You can't change them. So just as appreciate them for who they are, and when you do that, you can get some ease and move away. I had a, a client of mine blame me. You know, she was about the young. You're the reason we broke up. The reason you broke up is you are ignorant as hell. The man is trying to get his life together. He doesn't need you. You are a distraction. As a matter of fact, if you weren't so focused on trying to get this dude to help subsidize your lifestyle, you could go and handle your business and have something because you're not a dummy. You're well-educated, but your butt is lazy. Okay? So, again, you got to understand you cannot – change other people, but you can appreciate them where they are, and when you do it, it will give you ease. Ease on down the road, you feeling me? Now this next thing, and this this really gets, gets uh, very crucial. Sometimes it seems like others have the power to negatively affect your experience, but that's not true. It's not true. I'm going to say that again because somebody needs to hear that. Sometimes it seems like others have the power to negatively affect your experience, but that's not true. Only your response to them has the power to pinch you off from being the naturally good person you are. And did you hear what I said, naturally good? The other day I made this statement where it says, you know, in the word, I knew you before you were ever in your mother's womb. I knew you, right? When you allow someone to cause a further disconnection, a severing of who you really are from who you're pretending to be, who you're trying to be to make this person be part of your experience. You got it twisted, homie. You got it twisted. Let me give an example of that. I have, um, I've had people call me, you know, I'm a relationship expert, and, and it's, it's just it's almost amusing sometimes. These people will call me, but you don't, you, you remember when you was a little kid and you got your butt whooped so good with that shoe or that belt or that switch that you'd have, you'd be wheezing like you have asthma and be pausing in between crying where you're like, <laughs> You know, that kind of crying. This this woman calls me up with this. But Dr. Young, you don't understand. Hell no, I don't understand. And you shouldn't understand. You don't lost your damn mind. Why are you crying? Because it was time for you to grow up and move on and fix what wasn't working within yourself. You are still thinking that if you stay in a relationship with this woman or with this man, that is going to actually solve your problem? Are you crazy? Are you crazy? That is not the truth. The truth is the reason why you're crying is because you have decided to allow someone else to pinch you off from being who you really are. Think about it like no one has the power to affect your life. Absolutely no one. You know, even sometimes other people believe that their happiness depends on your response to them. That's not true either. When somebody calls you up, some dude, baby, I'm going to kill myself if you don't come back. Look, hang on. Don't do that, Chad. Let me call the insurance man. 
because I need to benefit from that. You're going to die anyway, and if you're going to go ahead and check out because you are not mature enough to grow your behind up, Negro, please. And for you white folks, I'm calling you Negro, too. Negro, please. You know what I'm saying? That makes no sense. Why are you thinking you need someone when you don't? The only thing you need to do with other people is appreciate them and love them for who you, who they are and who they are not because that's all they need to do with you. People don't need you. If you think someone needs you, let me give you the epitome of justice. When you die, see if they go with you, which you won't know here nor there, I guarantee you. You may be able to be floating above the room looking at them, but I promise you I have been to many a black funeral and seen folks grabbing the coffin, damn near them, pull the man out crying, when they lower that thing in the ground, I have never seen nobody jump in there and say, throw some dirt on me, too. So all those shenanigans you see people doing, that's a bunch of bull, man. That's a bunch of crap. You ladies that are sitting up right now crying over some man that left your behind three, five years ago, he cheated on you. Okay. Have you stopped to look at what you weren't bringing to the table? And, and a lot of you, before I get these letters, a lot of you were being a really good woman to this dude, but you wasn't good enough because that's why you went to somebody else. And I, let me tell you what I mean by that. You weren't good enough at respecting yourself. You kept putting up with it. You weren't good enough to look and say, okay, you know, I don't have sex with the man. I don't like oral sex. Well, okay, come into the 2014. Oral sex is some good stuff. You know, it's good for you. I mean, you didn't want to get a man no loving. Brothers, same thing with you. You didn't want to take it out. Now you're mad because somebody else wanted to enjoy life, and they saw that this woman wanted to enjoy life, and she had the sense to kick your dead weight ass to the curb. I'm not mad at her. I'm not mad at him for leaving you. And if anything, your problem isn't with them. The problem is with you. And you need to realize that no one has any power over you. It's your response to them that you are choosing to allow your lack of dealing with your own mess to pinch you off from being the naturally good person that you are. Nobody can break your heart, but you can damn sure implode it, okay? Now, when other people believe that their happiness depends on your response to them, you got to tell them, look, boo, you got it all jacked up. If you encourage other people to believe that, then you try to stand on your head to please them, you're not helping them, and you're not even helping you. And when you got someone else standing on their head trying to please you, they're not helping you. I guarantee you, you will never have anybody's undivided attention. You know why? Because that's not why you came to this planet. You came to this planet to experience life. And the, another way that you know you're in the right time, in the right place, is that's where the other person is too. They're willing to say, you know what, uh, you got bacon, I got eggs, I don't care who brought what to the table, let's just have breakfast. Let's, let's enjoy the sunrise together this morning. I don't need to make you feel small in order for me to feel big. And you don't need to degrade me to make yourself feel good. I look at married couples, and I watch women 
well, my husband talks to me bad, and fool, you the one that's still there letting him do it. The minute I, and I've watched this in and out, week in, week out, the minute women stand up to men that curse them and take them for granted, the first thing the man does is at first he ignores them, then he tries to fight, and then his ass calls me saying, well, Dr. Young, okay, she wants us to come in. And then here's what you women do that I could just take a switch and pull your drawers down and whoop you. What you women do is the minute this fool changes for five minutes, you believe he's changed permanently and three weeks weeks later, you're right back where you started. Let me give you a hint. Don't confuse showtime with real time. When people are threatened, if that's what made them treat you differently because they felt threatened, hey, sister, brother, wake up. Ain't nothing changed, man. But the date on the calendar, you plan yourself. When people make you stand on your head to please them, you don't help them and you don't help you. So another sign that you're in the right place at the right time is when you make the decision in your life to say, you know what, I'm not putting up with your stuff anymore. You, are, you know, if, you, if this is how we're going to roll, you need to sleep in there. I'm going to sleep in here. Let me go ahead and call the attorney. If you don't know one, I know a bunch of really good ones. You know, move on. You know, keep it pushing. Deuces. Holler at you. Now here's another sign. You're, you were in a relationship with a narcissist, right, in a relationship with somebody where it's all about them, all about them, you know. Leave. And, and I'm going to tell you about how you know. Narcissistic people won't even grant you a divorce. They will just, just to irritate you. And then if kids are involved, I, I know of people that are still going back and forth to court that have been divorced for years because one or the other person is trying to still keep their tentacles wrapped around someone else and then suction cups around someone else because they just, they just need to control. And I'm going to give you some signs because this is another way to know when someone else is in the right place or at the right time for you. If they are still hanging out with their ex-husband's in-laws, you are dealing with a problem waiting to happen. Now, I can say this. If it's a relationship that's like 20 years old, 25 years old, okay, but even at that point, there, there's a time where you're like, okay, you're not, you know, you're my ex-husband's mother. You are not my mother-in-law. Does that mean you can't be good friends with these people? I'm not saying that. Does that mean that you can't get along with that ex-sister-in-law or that ex-brother-in-law? I'm not saying that. But what I'm going to say to you, and you better write this one down, is if you're living in the past, how the hell can you create a present? There's a saying, yesterday is history, tomorrow's a mystery. Right now is a gift, and this moment is a gift. That's why we call right now the present. It's not a cliche. <laughs> when people don't want to let you go, deuces, just say, you know what, you won't, you won't grant my divorce. I've already filed. You got the papers. Baby, do you, because when you're legally separated and out the house, the piece of paper does not make you any more married. Marriage is about the commitment. 
and honoring the person. It's not the piece of paper. So if they didn't sign that piece of paper, child, live your life. Sooner or later, that fool will sign it. Just go ahead and get you a new woman, get you a new man, go do you. If they want to say, well, I got pictures, they was out with Johnny, you can say, Your Honor, I left this fool six months ago, a year ago. They won't sign the papers. I'm not fixing to sit up here and collect dust. Tomorrow is not promised, and, you know, life is too short and death is too long. I am not going to allow my past to go and stop me from living in my present. That's how you handle that. And if you can't handle it like that, there's something wrong with you. It ain't the other person. People only can do to you what what you let them do. I remember I was um, looking at Discovery Channel the other night. They were showing the Lorraine Motel in Memphis and uh, talking about Martin Luther King being shot. And, you know, when they, when they were uh, talking about King being shot, the one thing they said is you can kill the dreamer, but you cannot kill the dream. So someone can sit there and, and attempt to hold your life hostage. Let me give you the real. They can't. They can't. So remember, if you're encouraged to believe that by standing on your head, you're going to please someone, you're not helping them, and it sure ain't helping you. And if you want someone to stand on their head to please you, same thing. In a quick review, stop and look at what issues you have. To be in the right place at the right time, you can't still be dependent on anything. You can't be a workaholic, alcoholic, or a churchaholic. Passer ain't going to make your life better. If you think by going to church 24-7 you're going to get into heaven, I got news for you. They, even Jesus made this comment. He said, you know what, more men will pass through the eye of a needle, and you know that's small, <laughs> on a camel's back than will enter into this kingdom. In other words, just because you're trying to say you don't stop cursing and you don't drink and don't smoke, that now you have a right. No, you haven't. You have become religious and you are stuck on stupid is what's wrong with you. You need to maybe take one Sunday afternoon and go enjoy nature. Jesus wasn't in church every Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Let's stop and look at who do we have helping us to be dysfunctional. Is it your sister? Is it your brother? Is it your mother? Is it your family? Is it your friends? Maybe it's time for you to see these things differently. You know, one of the greatest things of significance to you is to recognize that without others, you could not keep evolving and becoming whom you were created to be. But within that evolution, the one thing that is consistent is change. So be willing to change out some people. It's time to tell some folks hello and some other people goodbye. There was a sign in my parents' house that said, all of our visitors bring happiness, some by coming and others by leaving. Well, anyway, this is part one of relationships. I'm going to do part two on this subject on Sunday night at 7.30 on Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Julia, we're going out in two minutes. Get the music ready. A couple of things I want to say. Make sure if you are in uh, the Houston market, 
Watch Great Day Houston tomorrow. I will be on with my good friend Deborah Duncan. The other thing is there's a lot of activities coming out. I got a new book coming out in about three to maybe I'm probably three to six weeks it should be out. The thing is off the chart. If you are still trying to get over a broken heart, make sure you go to D Yvonne Young. It's spelled like Ivan, D Ivan Young dot com and get break up, don't break down. That'll get you out of that old relationship and into your new life. And the other book, Another Chance, Where Would You Be Without One? If you are searching for purpose and still can't find yourself, you can go there and get that as well. And stop settling for less than you deserve. If you can't stand to be alone with you, why in the hell would someone else? And if you can't have people love you for everything that you're not, I don't think they need to be around to love you for what you are. Anyway, that's a wrap. This has been Conversations with yours truly. I love you, and you go have an awesome week. Bye now.